Am I Pretty Now? A podcast about the ugly side of beauty. With Haley and Aaron. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Am I Pretty Now? podcast, podcast about the ugly side of beauty. I'm Aaron. I'm Haley. Uh, and today's episode is going to be brought to us by Haley. It is going to be the third in our summer series. Yay! Um, so <laughs> I, um, as usual, I kind of found out a little bit ago uh, what our uh, topic is here for today. Um, I'm excited about it. We kind of discussed the opposite of it once before. So mm-hmm. I'm excited to hear about this, especially because it is so timely. Yeah. Um, so without further ado, I'm going to hand it over to Haley to intro her topic and get into it with you guys. So grab a seat, grab a drink, and let's get started. All right, guys. So this is my first part two to a part one. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> we keep promising all these part twos and we, we just do. haven't gotten to them we do. yet. Which is fine. We will eventually. We were just discussing that you're amping up for your yeah. part two here. Yep. Yeah. Um. So I don't know, a few episodes ago, I did skin lightening mm-hmm. now that it is summer. We're going to roll into some tanning. Yep. <laughs> um, Got to get that good base, oh, right? Yeah. So you don't burn. <laughs> so you don't get damaged. I, I can't. Mm. I have a whole myths section. That's not, I, I say a whole myth. I actually, um, I only wrote down like four. Yeah. But there are so many misconceptions. So many misconceptions. I just, I can't. I can't. Um, as, as a pale person. I really, mm-hmm. really, really want to partake in this, but mm-hmm. per the industry that we're in mm-hmm. and doing this type of research, I know mm-hmm. I shouldn't. Mm-hmm. I went through a phase where I told you <laughs> I did try to, and I, I was like, I'm mm-hmm. not wearing any sunscreen. Mm. I'm going to lay out. Mm. I don't even care. Uh, uh. Fuck that. <laughs> There was a period of time where I wanted to get in on the tanning beds. Oh, I didn't. I considered it, but I never did it. Did you do it? I did. And I thought I looked really tan, and I was going back in pictures. I was orange, and nobody told me that I was orange. And Were I you was- using the lotions, too? No. I actually didn't use any of the lotions because I'm pale and I didn't yeah. want to go too hard. Right. You don't want to be too extreme. <laughs> right. I couldn't yeah. just roll in looking like I came home from the Caribbean yeah. the next day. Um, and I wouldn't have either. My skin does not work in that way. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe you can, I don't know, have like a professional opinion of it. I don't know if it's good or bad, but I, I, I don't tan. I immediately burn, which is not the mm-hmm. good part. That the professional mm-hmm. opinion is not. And then eventually you tan after that. No, I go right back to pale. Okay. Is there is there something wonky with my skin? No. Okay. No, it's <laughs> there are different. Um, they're called Fitzpatrick skin types. Ooh. Uh, so there's there's a scale. <laughs> okay. Um, of the uh, Fit Fitzpatrick skin types, and number one is basically, um, where you're gonna burn. But never tan. Oh, so I'm a number one. And then one. number two is like <laughs> burns, sometimes tans, sometimes doesn't. And it just kind of goes goes up from there. Um, really, it's basically the Fitzpatrick types are just the way your skin handles the sun. Okay. So, I mean, pretty much mine is usually, and it's weird because I'm so pale. Uh-huh. But mine is like, usually, like I'm a two. Okay. Um... But, like, not always. It kind of depends on the level of burn I get. Yes. Um, Yeah. Yeah. But, no, there's nothing wrong with your skin. You would just be Fitzpatrick type 1, which is interesting because you look a little more like a 1 to 2. But everybody kind of has a tendency to maybe, like, be in between a few and kind of you can go either way. I should say if I'm (laughs) tripping over my words here. Um, Yeah. Well, it's funny you said that, too, because the way that you were describing 1 to 2 so how do they... I'm usually in there, too. Well, so to me, I do... I get tan lines. Mm-hmm. But if somebody were to look at me, they would not consider it a tan line. Does that kind of put me in between one and two, then? Yeah. Yeah. It's not like a dramatic tan. No, it's always, if anything, it's very... <laughs> I mean, you've seen pictures of me when I was little. 
Yes. And how ghostly white I was. <laughs> you were a um, sheet ghost. So compared to that, I'm much darker now. But uh-huh. if someone looks at me, I'm like still very... Yeah. <laughs> to other people, I probably still look like a ghost. Absolutely, um, yeah. But yeah. Yeah. So again, it, it can kind of change a little bit throughout our lives. But okay. we're usually within the same one to two because it's not yeah. like your tone is going to change or one day your body's going to say, I tan and I get really dark. <laughs> right. So yeah. as much as I wish it would turn into yeah. a higher yep. number on the scale, yep. it never will. <laughs> um, so let's just jump right into the topic then. Um, so like we've discussed in previous episodes, including the skin lightening episode, um, pale skin has always been the uh, like sought after tone up until like the 1920s. So tan skin is a very, very recent um, desire of people. Mm -hmm. Um, It's also funny to think about too, where being in America, tan skin is what we strive for. Mm -hmm. In Asian countries, still to this day, they want the paler skin. Yeah, and a lot of Europe does too. And a lot of Europe, yeah. I don't know, we're just... Do you know what I think? Oh, you're probably going to touch on it. It's okay. I don't want to steal your thunder. No, go for it. But I wonder if it's, again, (laughs) going back to that, the shift in thought process about upper classes and lower classes, where for a long time it was like the laborers and the people that had to work were in the sun. Yeah. And now it's like so much of like the work that we do is indoors that it's like, oh, no, if you're like super upper class you can travel and you can be outside and just kind of do what you want and the rest of us are stuck <laughs> indoors all the time so we're poor do you know that like yep. i'm just i wonder yeah. if it has any sort of correlation to that at all just it that does. kind of shift yep yeah. okay yeah yep. <laughs> it's and i'm still gonna mention it yeah yeah, um, yeah. just because it is kind of worded a little bit differently from the research that i've done but it's not wrong there was a shift of pale meaning you got to stay inside so you weren't a laborer to well, now that you are rich mm-hmm. and you're wealthy enough, what else could you do but sunbathe? Right. It's basically like the attitude about it. Well, yeah. the rest of us are down in the coal mines and the <laughs> factories. And the- I feel like my people had to be indoor people. Uh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I know I've told you this about the uh, told you about this before. I finally got a 23 and me test and I joke with everyone that I'm literally from dreary Europe. Yeah. Um, oh, same. I'm not from anywhere pleasant. I'm from all of the dark, gray places. My less than one percents are apparently. I have a little bit of Egyptian. Okay. Nobody will believe. That's a cool one to have, though. Nobody would believe it if I told you without the graph from Twenty Three and Me. And I have one percent Italian. So, 1920s was when there was that little bit of shift from uh, pale desire to tanned desire um in 1890 there was a gentleman called uh theobald palm great first name yeah uh he was the first to recognize that sunlight was important especially for bone growth Mm -hmm. um he worked with a lot of children especially and he like noticed that a lot of kids who were being kept indoors and not getting the sunlight per the whole cultural um uh belief of not being in the sun equals being richer um a lot of the kids had rickets Mm. and uh other bone deformities so as soon as i said rickets out loud it made me think of rickety cricket (laughs) yeah yep um so yeah he he was the first to recognize that we needed sunlight in particular and we all know this now vitamin d is really good for bone growth and calcium and all of that stuff. Um, In 1891, John Kellogg makes his reappearance in another Mm -hmm. topic. Um, He He keeps coming up. You know, we talked about him being like a total nutcase, and he kind of was a nutcase. Something still stick to today, though. And light therapy is one of them. Um, He didn't call it light therapy. He considered it incandescent light um yes no therapy on it but Mm -hmm. he kind of used it as therapy um and he believed that you could use 
light yeah. to cure a lot of uh, disorders. We discussed the, uh, what was it, the uh, like the, the light bulb cabinets. Yes. We would just like, yeah. pop you just in basically you in a one. closet <laughs> that was just hooked up with lots of light bulbs. I like to think, like. Be like therapy. People just thought we were lizards. And that light could cure everything mm-hmm. and we should just be under lights all the time, which isn't totally false. Yeah. I mean, we're not lizards. Well. Depending on your conspiracy theories. Yeah. But right. uh, I mean, lizard people. <laughs> there are lizard people. I used finger yeah. quotes when I said that. Um, John Kellogg didn't actually get any, like, physical notoriety for the light therapy. It was a, I think, he, I, if I remember correctly, he was a Swiss or Swedish or something along those lines. Um, Niels Vinson mm-hmm. is his name, and he won the Nobel Prize for what was considered light therapy. Um, and he also used it as a medical treatment, and it was recognized as a medical treatment, whereas John Kellogg just opened up this place and was like, let's try this out. Yeah. <laughs> um, with that light therapy becoming popular, though, even in 1903, it was still um, not convenient for people to have a visible tan from it. So even though they were getting medical treatments, the medical treatment was still stopped when people's skin tone started to okay. change per the light. Um, Which now would be like smart. 100%. <laughs> now that we know it, he wasn't wrong. Yeah. It's one of those like fine lines of full medical treatment or mm-hmm. causing another medical issue. Right. Yeah. Um, but he wasn't wrong. Like you said, he wasn't wrong for for that belief of stopping it before people tanned. Um, 19, like mid 1920s to 1930s was really where that shift started to uh, show up. And the, it, this isn't solidified. This isn't Bible. Um, the the wild, widely accepted tale is that Coco Chanel was actually the one who uh, made tanning popular. She was photographed on a beach in the French Riviera, and she was rocking this like really bronzed skin tone, and yeah. everybody lost their minds. And they were like, "Well, if Coco Chanel is tanning and looking beautiful, then I guess it's okay." Right. Um, and one of her friends even said later, uh, "He was a prince. It was a very French name, of and course. I wasn't even yeah. going to attempt it." He said, I think she may have invented sunbathing. At that time, she invented everything. And you know what? He's not, uh, he's totally not wrong. wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I, if, if I were there and I saw Coco Chanel on the beach rocking that tan, Especially I'd probably try then. to tan too. In a world when, like, of pale everything, people. Yeah. Yep. Girl. Smart. But it's not for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if that was really the... Yeah. The, uh, like, the turning point. I was going to say, can we start saying things? And then just, like, that means it's true. (laughs) 100%. No, because we say a lot of stupid stuff. (laughs) We would get ourselves in trouble eventually. (laughs) Um, With tanning becoming popular, kind of like what you said at the beginning of just the shift in, like, being so wealthy, now you don't have to do stuff that instead of hanging out inside, you're going to hang outside. Another big belief of why it became popular is because um, it was kind of like a middle finger to the Victorian beauty era. Mm-hmm. Um, hemlines were getting shorter. Yep, everything was kind of shifting. Everything was shifting at this point in history. Um, more skin was showing and more skin was getting more sunlight. Right. Um so yeah, it was definitely like related to the shift of just the the beauty, I don't want to say beauty industry, beauty umbrella. Like beauty, yeah, <laughs> standards in general. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. Yep. Uh, we're definitely shifting at this time. Also at this time, um, I didn't realize summer like uh, uh, destinations weren't really a thing. That was actually the off season. For a lot of beaches and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, in 1923, and they kind of say that this is like the first major place, and it makes sense, was that French beaches started to stay opened over the summer because everybody yeah. wanted to be pale. Or, I mean, I'm sorry, to be to be tan, actually. Um, and that allowed the rich people 
who didn't have anything better to do yep. to come into those French beaches and start sunbathing. Um, I didn't look to see when, like, nude beaches started to come in. Because they do, there was, I didn't write anything down about it. I'm not going to discuss it. Well, why it. have any lines? But, well, that's the thing. Why have any tan lines right. when, like, all those hems were getting so much shorter? Yep. You needed more color all over. Yep. Um, so I'm assuming and if that, you're going to wear, like, a like a thin strap dress, like yeah. a flapper style. Yes. You don't want you any want lines. Line. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And that's kind of still a thing today, for sure. Um, as an industry... Um, And when I say as an industry, like strictly we're just talking about the tanning industry. Um, In 1929, Vogue declared um, like a a moment called the sunburn movement. And that was why Mm. all of these products. I know. It's a very painful movement. (laughs) It's a very, very, as a pale person, it's a very painful movement. Um, That was when like swimsuits started getting getting a little bit more skimpy. Um, Makeup started to get darker. Um, and again, clothing was starting to show off more, yep. more skin, basically. Um, the first tanning oil was created by a fashion designer. His name was Jean Patou. Mm-hmm. That's the okay. spin I'm going to put on it. No, nope, that sounds right. Yeah. Yep. Um, in, I think it was like 1929, maybe 1930 was when he first came out with that. And his big thing was because as a fashion designer, he wanted his clothes to pop against yep. the girl's skin tones. and He and Groban both like wrong. their ladies to pop. <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> um, shortly after, L'Oreal came out with their first tanning oil. It was 1935. It was called Amber Solaire. Oh. Um, but in the 1940s was where, like, the really popular stuff that we even still use today. Coppertone came out with their first sunblock. Um during this, these oh, good for them, a block, right? They recognized it probably had some color in it too, but like, oh, I'm sure, yeah. yeah. Um, good. but it's funny because they recognized early, yeah, that you did need. I don't think they understood UVA, UVB rays. No, but they understood that you should be protecting People yourself still don't from the understand sun. UVA, UVB rays. No, but I'm going to bring it up later. Yeah. You told me something that makes me remember now. Of what UVA and UVBs are, and I'm super, uh, I'm thankful because now I understand yeah. them. Um, so in the 1940s, Copper Tone came out. Where it really took off was in the 1950s, though, and that's when the um, little girl with her bum hanging out, little Copper Tone girl. Yes, yep. Uh, with that, is it like the dog pointer? Yeah, little puppy's pointer. Yeah. Bottom down. Um, that's when it like really took off. And again, we still use them today. When oil, like actual sun bathing oils weren't available, people were just straight up using olive oil or baby oil. Um, that's going to come up in the 60s especially. Don't use oils. Um, Don't use tanning oils. My sister uses them. I hate that. So I So you know who she is because I think you met her one day when you were um, – Helping out with one of the classes over at the school. Yeah. Uh, my mentor, basically, like, in terms of, like, teaching. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, she told a story, I remember, of when she was younger. Mm-hmm. They used straight up, like, she used Crisco. Oof. Like, straight uh, up, just, like, oh, just lard. from the kitchen. <laughs> yeah. uh, oil. And they would take um, aluminum foil and they would just like, if they could get like a board of something, they would use it. If not, they would just kind of like lay it out around themselves. So it would reflect. So it would reflect the sun Uh. and bring it down so they could (laughs) really get that. I'm like, wait, so aluminum foil and like baking or cooking oil, you're literally baking yourself outside. Like, you may as well just jump in an oven. Yeah. But, yeah. It saved you time. That's what people would do. Yep. Yeah. And it, Brown like a chicken, you know, kind of. Yeah, and that yeah. was the goal. And it sounds funny, because, like, I actually had to look up why people preferred oil. And it's really dumb, because it makes so much sense. It's such an easy answer. It, it, it allowed the skin to absorb mm-hmm. the UV lights. Yep. And I was like, huh. You can get right through it. Just... 
right into it. It's not like a thick lotion that's going to kind of keep it out a little bit. Just right into it. Yeah. Um, The first indoor tanning bed was introduced in in 1978. So again, fairly recently. um, I guess that's still 50 years. But 1978... And then the first sunless tanners started to make their appearances in 1928, but especially in like the uh, 70s, 80s, and on was kind of where the the sunless tanners started really coming into the picture. I used some. Like the the color, like over time, the more you used it, the more color you would get. When I texted you about some sunless color. The backs of my knees always looked a little different than the rest Mm -hmm. of me. Feet and hands always look different than the rest of your body. Yeah. I thought about doing a sunless tanner again over quarantine because I was out like walking a lot more. Yeah. My arms you got tanned. You can get better ones now. Well, yeah. And you can get like the sprays. And, but yeah. found out you do still have to be careful with sunless tanners too. There's mm-hmm. stuff in it that they're finding isn't great yeah. for you. But we'll get into that. Actually, it's the next comment. It's kind of like spray painting <laughs> yourself, really. It is. It totally is. Um, in the 1950s, there was a doctor who realized that a chemical called dihydroxyacetone, mm-hmm. DHA, um, stained the skin but not clothing. And that was what ended up being in um, the sunless tanners. Now, the what that is, is it's just a, if I remember correctly, it's a sugar that interacts with the amino acids that are in your skin and it just dyes that top layer which confuses me you're shaking your head yes Mm -hmm. um thank you for helping me remember so they said that the dha dyes the the dead layer of skin but aren't you supposed to you're supposed to exfoliate exfoliate beforehand so is it still exfoliating the top I mean, I guess technically it is still the top layer. It's just a fresher it's the top, top layer. Yeah, it's a fresh. And then it that's doesn't why actually go over like the dead <clears throat> because you're exfoliating all of the dead skin off. So it's just that top layer. Um, okay. The skin automatically sort of exfoliates and renews itself every so often. It slows down a lot as we age. Sure. Um, <laughs> I'm being really nerdy right now. But uh, <laughs> it, it kind of does that on its own every so often. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's basically like you still want it on that like fresh layer on the top, but it's so not going to get, get absorbed wear. in. And yeah. Okay. Yep. So is that why it fades too? Is because that skin is still exfoliating itself? The skin's exfoliating itself, but also it's kind of like any dye, like when you color your hair. It's still Over just time, gonna be it's just going to, yeah. I okay. Mean, and you're continuing to wash it. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah. Yep. That makes that makes so yep. much more So it's sense. kind of a combination. Um, it's still considered the safest option, um, self-tanners and or um, sunless tanners with DHA. But again, I'll get into it a little bit later of why it's actually becoming a little bit more problematic. Um, in 1998, the first spray tanners opened up. Uh, Mystic Tan was the very first one. And uh, if you're unaware of what spray tannings are it they put you in a booth and they Mm -hmm. just spray color onto you (laughs) that's the easiest way to put it um i find that i still turn orange even when i use spray tans so i just don't think my skin is supposed to be dark i'll be honest it doesn't work well on everyone but also it depends what sort of because you can actually mix some of them and Mm -hmm. there are different ways you can prepare the solutions to prevent that orange? To prevent some of the orange. There are some product lines out there that are, um, they kind of have some ingredients in their product that kind of helps to offset some of that as well. Okay. Um, but a lot of it kind of has to do with the application um, and really? the ingredients in the products. Um, but again, there are some people that it's just not always going to respond well to. Yeah. I think of it the same way that I think of like foundations. Like, when you see certain brands and you're like, oh, this is always, like, they call it, like, oxidation. Yeah. Yep. Like, oh, man, this brand, like, when I was where you are now. Yes. Yep. There was that one product, that one makeup brand. Yeah. <laughs> that when you first put it on, it looked good. Mm-hmm. But give it about seven minutes and everybody was either yellow or orange, regardless yeah. of what you normally look like. Yep, yep. Um, so that that kind of same thing can happen. So a lot of it's like about brand and about application too. Okay. 
But that makes me feel a little bit better because I've always considered... You probably just, just haven't found the right one yet. Uh, yeah. I thought that like being... I keep joking. I mean, I am pale. I'm very light, very fair. But I always thought like I, that's a good base to start out with. It's just like coloring your hair. You want to strip it of all the color before you start going in with something right. else. You're like, I'm just naturally <laughs> a blank so canvas. I'm, I'm a natural canvas. And apparently that's not how skin works. And no. I know that's not how skin works. No. Um... Also with the spray tan and tanning, um, there was a guy called Jimmy Coco, which is very ironic. Um, he developed. I like that name. He sounds like a like a lounge singer, right? Isn't it In kind the 70s, of appropriate? Like Jimmy Coco, <laughs> right? He came up with the first um, mobile self tanning kit. Okay, and that's what we see a lot of people using. Um, so realistically, that's that's like the history of it. There's not a like a ton. In term, again, it's a fairly new trend. It is a very recent thing that we do want to look tanner in comparison to other peeps. Um, so the first thing I want to go over, because it comes up a lot throughout like the dangers, is UVA ray mm-hmm. and UVB rays. Erin mm-hmm. said this very casually in a conversation before, and I noted it in my noggin, and I'm super proud of myself for remembering it. UVA is aging which is why it has an a in the title uvb burns you which is the b in the title sounds super simple and like everybody should know it had no idea what it ever meant when like on sunglasses it said oh anti-uva or anti-uvb never understood what the difference was i just thought i burned by any race Uh, No, there's a huge difference between the two. Of course, there's crisscrossing. I mean, it's not like a black and white thing. Yeah. But it it makes so much more sense now, for sure. And that's why, you know, people are like, oh, I don't have any. Like, no, the sun doesn't do anything to me. Like, nothing happens. I don't burn. I get. Yeah. Cool. But wait, like 20 years from now. Yep. When you see what was happening under there. Oh, yeah. 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 It's all going to come out, baby. (laughs) Um, so going right into the dangers and, and we're talking about UV related tanning. Mm-hmm. So self tanners or sunless tanners and spray mm-hmm. tans are going to be next from this mm-hmm. conversation. I am specifically discussing sunbathing and tanning beds. Um, so th- th- the biggest um, risk of being exposed to too much sun is obviously skin cancers. Yep. Um, skin cancer is the highest highest diagnosed type of cancer in America. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say in the world because I don't know yep. that. But and most in, avoidable. And completely avoidable. Now, skin cancer can be hereditary. Yep. But that is a Because you can get a places amount. that the sun hasn't actually hit. Yeah. But it's usually yeah. going to be yeah yeah if you've been burnt there's a risk that yep that cancer will pop up there um skin bathe or skin bathing sunbathing rather and sun exposure accounts for 90 percent of all skin cancer diagnoses mm-hmm. um it says that one in five americans will die of skin cancer and 90 percent of that statistic is from sun exposure so like when somebody nerds out and they ask you for the sunscreen don't make fun of them nope (laughs) they are absolutely doing their damnedest to avoid having skin cancer i thought my mom hated me growing up because she was always like no you have to put it on and she was always and i was like nobody else is putting it on yeah none of the other kids are wearing she was like no you're gonna wear it and now i'm like all right i guess she loved me see no she wasn't doing it to embarrass me (laughs) she wanted to keep me alive i as far as i remember because like with my mom we used to go to drag races a lot Mm -hmm. And I, that's where I burnt every single summer, every time. And I don't know if we ever put sunscreen on, but I wish that I wore more sunscreen yeah. when I was a child, for sure. Um, with skin cancers, it is diagnosed more in one year than three years of every other cancer diagnosis. Yep. So it is really, 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 really rampant. And it's interesting because it's like we run – 
And I'm not making light of these other things. No, not at but all. But we run and we walk and we yep. fundraise for all of these other things. Yeah. And like just now, I think within the past like year or two, they've even been advertising like Skin Cancer Awareness Month. Yeah. And still people are like, oh, Meh. what? Yep. Like it's literally like pretty much the biggest thing. Yeah. Yep. And yeah and people are just like very blase mm-hmm. about it and i know we were talking earlier um because you are a skincare provider um you were saying that people especially darker skin tones will say that they don't need to worry about yeah. it and their statistics obviously not as high as as the pale peeps or the white people um one in 38 white people will be diagnosed with a skin with melanoma in particular mm-hmm. Um, one in 167 Hispanic people will be diagnosed with it, and one in a thousand African Americans will yep. be diagnosed. I've That's insane. I had students who have told me that, like, they were like, "Oh, thank God! Like, I'm in class, yeah, and our book <laughs> says this." Yep. Because they'd been arguing with family members who were like, "Yes, why are you wearing sunscreen?" Yep. What are you doing? <laughs> Yeah. You don't burn. And they're like, it doesn't matter. Like, we can still get other stuff. You're like, still it's still not it. good. And also, you don't know that I'm not burning. Yeah. Like, you and know, that's what's thing. dangerous. And that's what it is. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah. Melanin skin does offer more protection. And they're like, so thank you. Because now I can take this to my family <laughs> and tell them, yeah. yes, I've been right the whole time. You're going to put your sunscreen on. Now they have a physical yeah. something to show them that yep. it is a fact. Yep. Yeah. Um, melanin skin does offer a little bit more skin protection. Mm-hmm. It is not remotely significant enough, though, to, to go without sunscreen. Yep. And fatality rates are higher in people with melanin skin because they can't see the signs yep. of skin cancer. Yep. Which is even it doesn't mean more it's not dangerous. Happening. Yeah. Yep. Skin is skin. At the end of the day, skin is skin. And somebody with darker skin is going to ultimately have the same effects as somebody who is pale like me. Yep. It's just a matter of who it's going to appear on first and who's going to see it first. Yep. Is the only difference. Um, and that makes it even harder. Yes. Because obviously the sooner you can see it and identify it. The sooner a treatment the can be handled. The sooner you can actually, yep. Yep, yeah. Um, but people are getting a little smarter with it and, you know, a little more savvy. So yes. that's that's good to, yeah. you know, to hear and to see. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, another interesting thing about uh, UV UV exposure um, is that it it literally changes the DNA of your skin. So, like, we're all worried about... Uh, what is a GMO mm-hmm. and all that stuff being in stuff and like changing our bodies or like uh, hormone like um, hormones and meats. We're really worried about changing like kids and getting them to puberty sooner. Yep, the sun literally changes your DNA too, and that's ultimately what develops the the skin cancers. Is that your your skin is changing on a molecular level. Um, it, it causes the skin to abnormally grow thicker. It loses the elasticity and it develops the malignant and benign growths, um, which is what we look out for. Um, sunburn is obviously a risk of any sun exposure. So that's going to be the UV And we've both beam. been burned Ugh. many times as to <laughs> pale creatures. I have three significant burns that I always tell everybody about. The, the first two, I went with my my redheaded pale friend yep. to the beach and mm-hmm. to her pool, mm-hmm. and we both fell asleep at the pool, and oh, we no. both got sun nope. burnt. Nope, nope, nope. And then the last one, he's going to be mad at me for making this public, is we went to the beach, and I explicitly told yes. him as a pale girl. I love this story. <laughs> he needed to let me know if I was starting to turn red and we like bawled on the beach all freaking day, we're leaving, we're going to grab something to eat before we leave the beach. I'm like, hey, I'm going to go use the bathroom real quick. And I looked in the mirror and I was, just to say fire engine red mm-hmm. isn't even a fair color. And when I came back out, I was pissed. And I sat down and I was like, are you going to tell me anything? And he was like, oh, 
colorblind. I was like, you motherfucker. Like all day. <laughs> all day. You could have told me Let this. Let me know nope. if I burn. Nope. And waits until you're, you know. I didn't go to work the next like day. Like a burnt french fry. I don't know if he knows it. I could not go to work the next day. Like I had blisters on mm-hmm. me. He also continued to call me Big Red for the last couple months of our relationship too. <laughs> I was like, you're an ass. <laughs> wow. And it's his fault. And it's too. his fault. It is 100% his fault. That's not true. It's just pale Haley. I was going to say, I think <laughs> I had a bad one growing up. I couldn't, I had to miss a Washington, D.C. trip of school Aww. because I got so burnt like on my shoulders and arms that I couldn't even put a shirt on. I Ugh. literally had to tie like a scarf. Yep around myself and that's what i had to wear <laughs> um i had to do that like silver zinc oh yeah stuff whatever it was yep and then there's the time i cooked my feet i still have some scars my feet and my my shins in the sun because i thought yes. it felt good yep and i ended up and the doctor was actually like he he was like if you would let it go any longer because i waited a couple days and i couldn't walk Ugh. Like, I couldn't stand, I couldn't walk, I couldn't put shoes on, even sandals. Oh. So I had to be driven to even see him. And he was like, they actually said, like, if it had been any worse, if I had waited any more, yeah. uh, they were going to have to do a scrape. Shut up. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. It was not good. I remember, yeah. like, I don't I wore bell bottom, like flared pants for Nothing like a touch couple. The skin. Yeah, yep. <laughs> I remember getting burned at the beach a few times, and like I would take everything off and drive home with a towel oh, wrapped yeah. around me because like bra straps or bikini yeah, straps. Nothing. No, cannot touch it. Oh, worst pain ever. Um, and I'm always dating some dude who like thinks it's funny to like smack you. Oh. You know what I, like, not I smack, will, smack, but, like. No, I knew what you, you meant. Know. But I will beat the snot out of somebody mm-hmm. who thinks it's funny to hit me while I'm sunburned. Mm-hmm. I will, all fists and elbows at that oh, point. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, something interesting I found, because I never really knew, like, what processes your body was going through during a sunburn. Um, so what it is, is the red is because your blo- body is sending more blood to the, hurt area which is gross when you think about which it which is super gross like it's like all that at the all to surface. the surface yeah <laughs> and then the itchy and the peeling comes in when the white blood cells are um attacking the damaged skin mm-hmm. by turn like flaking it off of you um premature aging is a really really big one um associated with sun exposure that's the uva rays um photo aging or aging because of mm-hmm. exposure <laughs> um causes leathery texture wrinkled skin dark spots um i had to ask Aaron this at the beginning just to make sure i told you guys the right info uh what it does is it breaks down the collagen and the elastin fibers in the skin so collagen is going to um well, breaking down collagen is going to, like, sink in your skin. It's going to take the pl- the plumpness of your skin away. Elastin. Here come those wrinkles. <laughs> the wrinkles for days. Um, the elastin is what makes your skin elastic. So, like, the droopiness. Because mm-hmm. it's not going to just snap back. Right. There's you. no spring to it yep. anymore. Yes. So, thank you for clarifying yep. that Falling for face. Falling <laughs> face. Or if you want to get professional about it, isn't it from going to a upside down triangle when we're younger we're plumper in the cheeks yep. than are on the chin to reversal and then it kind of gets like bottom heavy yeah yep. yeah um this is the one that i notice a lot in clients um this is going to sound really shitty of me to say but i hate working on former sun goddesses or people who tan a lot now because the skin is super thick like you might not notice it as a person that's just like touching somebody who's been Mm -hmm. tanning for a long time but with the amount of in the most appropriate way of saying this the most bodies i've touched you can feel the thickness of this like leathery texture that premature aging it's your body trying to like defend itself it's like armoring itself yeah yeah because it knows what you're doing to it and the other part of it is um 
lack of moisture, which comes in again with the leathery texture. I cannot keep oil. There's one client in particular uh, that I literally almost use half a bottles of oil. I knew what you were going to say. Because there are some clients, like, I don't even use, like, a <clears throat> lotion on them. Yep. Because sometimes I'll use a lotion. Sometimes no. I'll use an oil. Sometimes I'll combine. You cannot use lotion on this. I people. need a straight up oil. And yep. I need more of it than... Yes. You know, I I even think possible. I leave greasy. The client in particular that I'm thinking of. And then they complain that they're greasy. And they're like, oh, can I have like a towel to doubt? You're like, it will literally sink in. Give it about three seconds. The second you hop up off the table. Gonna sink in. Gone. Yeah. But I will walk out, especially as a deep tissue um, client. I will be sopping in oil. Mm -hmm. And when I leave that person's body. They're dry. Nothing left behind. Like, guys, that's not good. You do not want dried up skin. No. And that's also going to just uh, aid in the premature aging, too. Like, lack of moisture. Um, so that's, It's so frustrating, guys. Like, I know we all want to be tan, and I know we all want to feel good, but that vitamin D thing's going to mm-hmm. come up in the myths later. Um, but, like... There, you're again. It's a it's a change in your DNA. Your skin literally changes and just becomes a hide, basically. Um, so stop. Moisturize yourself. <laughs> yeah. Also, using a, a tanning oil, mm-hmm. even though it says oil in it, is literally just doing the opposite of what the name says. So, like the fact that you're using, I don't care that you're using tanning oil or tanning lotion. It's it's not. not- doing anything yeah yeah people are always like oh but it's like a sunblock no or it's no. A, no it's not it would say it's a block if yes. it's a block screen oils <laughs> lotions that don't have spf in them are yep. not a thing and also if it's i'm sure you're going to talk about it go for if it if it's below a 30 to 35 spf don't bother yep yeah but in the but same above breath, a 50 don't bother that's what i was gonna say because as a pale person, I mean, it doesn't act, actually didn't have that written down, but I'm glad that you brought it up. Um, I was talking with somebody who goes on like all these extravagant mm-hmm. vacations to all these hot, sunny places. And he's like, you should go sometime. And I was like, I'm pale. Right. And he's like, don't you use sunscreen? And I was like, well, yeah, but it only does so much. Mm-hmm. And he's like, but haven't you ever tried like a 75? That doesn't do I've had people argue with me like, oh, no, you can just use mine. I have 100. And I'm like, no, I'm good. I have my like 50, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. No, but you should really be using mine because Mm -hmm. and it's always somebody super tan. Yep. Who like doesn't even use it anyway. (laughs) And they're like, I mean, I don't need it. So you can. Mm -hmm. And they want to argue with you. And it's like, I don't think you know how it works. Yeah. There's a sweet spot of like, and correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know if you know it off the top of your noggin but i feel like the sweet spot is like 30 spf and like 50 spf that's what it is they basically say if it's below a 30 it's not effective enough i mean it does something but it's not really going to be you know if you're outside for five minutes maybe you're all right (laughs) Um, (laughs) and the most effective is going to be 50 anything above that goes up in like partial percentages so it can be 100 and you're getting maybe like 54% right it's It's, very minute nothing yeah 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 and reapplying Mm -hmm. the bottle literally says to reapply your skin skin, sunscreen and then people bitch when they don't reapply it that it didn't work and they want to bash all it I was just reading because I'm doing Mm -hmm. a little bit of research it's starting to get sunny out and we're going to be partaking in patio drinks yep Today, especially. So I was like, I need to look up for a good sunscreen. I have a little SPF in my bag right now. <laughs> I forgot to put some on this morning. But I was reading, it was on Ulta. And I just feel like that needs to be clarified because yeah. everybody uses Ulta. Right. Which isn't a bad thing, but also not a good thing. And they're like, it didn't work. I burned. I was in the sun for eight hours and it didn't work. And the, uh, people are like, did you reapply? And they're like, well, no. And it's like, then of course right. it didn't work. Or people are like, <laughs> I mean, I went in the pool and I came out and it's yes. like the places that were wet got burnt. <laughs> right. Yeah, because yeah. it came off. Because you literally bathed it off. Also, the <laughs> SPF, like, it's also partially like the length of protection. Yes. So it's like the amount of time that you can go. Yep. 
like before and that doesn't mean it's right for everybody so if you're pale like us yes it doesn't mean a like less. a 25 <laughs> is like generally you can be out for 25 minutes before you need to reapply or before you start it doesn't mean you're not getting damaged it means it's before you would see damage starting if you're yes. us it doesn't take it's, long it does not take that no. long <laughs> so people should be a reapplying right. at least like once an hour but people don't most two hours but really you should be doing it yeah sooner than that if you're sweating if you're uh swimming mm-hmm. if you're out in the ocean anytime you come out of that water you need to reapply it because mm-hmm. you literally just rinsed it off waterproof doesn't mean it's never coming off right. with water it that just would means... be like if your makeup never came off for the rest of your life. We right. all just had permanent foundation. <laughs> yes. Because it said it's waterproof. Because it's waterproof. Like, just, people take things way too yeah. literally, and it drives me insane. Um, eye damage is another thing that you have to be careful of in um, being out in the sun. Uh, photokeratitis which is just basically like a sunburn on the eye, which can result in long-term mm-hmm. uh, conditions and issues with sight. Too many people are like, oh, look at the sun. It's so... Why? Why are you... Can now, you have talk- I done it? <laughs> yeah, I have to. Yeah. <laughs> I literally... Look- now, I know it's not quite the sun, but like... I literally looked into my bathroom lights this morning. And yeah. then when I was doing my makeup, it looked like I had like dark splotches. Oh, and I was yeah. like, no, that's yep. because you just directly looked into a light bulb, Haley. <laughs> Can I tell you something that I did when I was younger and it's dumb? What did but, you do? Um, I felt like, and I still do, I blink a lot, but that's because my eyes are, I have like dry eyes pretty much. Yeah. So I use like a lot of drops. But I remembered reading something when I was younger and okay. it was uh, Jerry Hall. The mm-hmm. model slash Mick Jagger's ex, however sure. anybody wants to <laughs> uh, remember her. She was saying that, like, when you're a model, you know, you're in a lot of different situations and, you know, whatever. But it was like, how do you keep, like, your eyes as open as they should be when that, like, yeah, the flash, flash goes off? She would literally train by staring directly, like, into a light or a light bulb. For, like, certain periods of time to acclimate her eyes. And I started trying to do that (laughs) when I was younger. Uh, Because I'm always the one in every picture if there's a flash that looks like like they're in pain. Like, somebody, like, just, like, hit them with a shot of, like, cold air or something. Um, Yeah. So don't do that. Poor baby Aaron. (laughs) I love it. Um... Sun exposure can also cause cataracts, too. Kind of for the same reason. Um, cataracts, from my understanding, is it's like a thickening mm-hmm. over your lenses. Yeah, because you see eyes. that like white film. Yes, it kind it, of. Yep. Typically, cataracts don't completely nix your vision. It just really clouds them and, like, distorts it. And that's why people typically need surgery is it's not that they're blinded, but they they can't see It's, like, obstructing. Yeah. Yes. That's a way better word. Um, And then another one, which I always thought it was just me, but apparently it is, like, an actual exposure issue, is that it does actually weaken your immune system, which is funny to me because – People say that they use it to feel healthier. Mm-hmm. Too much sun can weaken your immune system. And the the one example that it gave, which is what I deal with, um, I've had cold sores since I was a kid. Always have gotten them. Stress has always really induced them. And sun exposure has always induced them. And that is the specific example that the CDC had mm-hmm. in weakening your immune system. Is it basically can trigger um, dormant... Uh, viruses that you have in your system do you know what's weird tell me not on like little vacations like when you and i have like gone away for like a day or two (laughs) yeah but whenever i've gone on like an extended like say like week-long trip somewhere Mm -hmm. and i've been outside in the sun usually getting a sunburn yes i almost always come home and i have like a flu or bronchitis like i get some sort of like illness (laughs) on that vacation yeah because it weakens Usually, your immune system. Usually, again, I've gotten a burn. Yep. But, like, yeah. And that, I think, is also part of the reason of why people, even just, like, long time in the sun 
And we felt this a little bit on our little trips, mm-hmm. but again, we are also on the Baylor side, so we're just hit a little bit harder, a little bit quicker, is um, even being tired is weakening your fatigue. immune system. Yep. Yeah, fatigue is totally we're weakening We're outside the in the system. sun for like five hours, yeah. and we're like, all right, let's call it a night. Yep. At two in the afternoon. <laughs> yeah. yep. I need a nap when I come mm-hmm. off the beach. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so the last section that I have to discuss is the myths section. I tried to pick the most common ones that people try to uh, use as excuses. I like to be that out you say sun. try to use as excuses <laughs> because they're not excuses. Yeah. Um, so the first one that everybody is going to say is base tan. You need mm-hmm. a base tan. We were just talking about yep. this too. Um, any type of tan on your skin that is not your natural skin tone is damage to the skin. So getting your base tan is just kicking off the damage. Yep. And if you start with that base tan, it's also going to promote that thickening of your skin. And over time, again, those UVA rays are going to cause all that aging. Because you're making it worse. Yes. So peeps, you don't need a base tan. The base tan is not going to protect. Unless you are tan, and even then it's not 100%. Your base tan is not going to protect you from any of the damaging nope. rays of, of the sun. Because that tan is actually your body Responding. producing <laughs> melanin and trying to protect you from damage. Right. So Yeah. So the damage is yeah. already done. You are just putting a Band-Aid, a base tan Band-Aid yep. oh, on like that. long-term skin damage. Thank you. You can use it I like in your that. treatments. <laughs> Um, the other one is, and we, we've talked about it before, is vitamin D. Um, everyone says that you need to get sunlight. And that's not wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, we need it for other reasons. Yep. Vitamin, you Like can get, seasonal depression and stuff like that is <laughs> yes. helped by looking at um, sun. Circadian yep. uh, rhythm rhythms yep. is definitely dictated by the sun. And if you've ever kept your windows too open, especially when we go back and forth between... Um, uh, daylight savings and the sun comes in sooner you wake yep. up earlier your body responds to sunlight mm-hmm. but you don't need it because of vitamin d there are so many other reasons you can get vitamin d in your food in your supplements do not burn yourselves yeah. to get vitamin d yep i'll bring it up at the end um there's another thing i was going to mention but it's okay um another myth is tanning beds are better than natural sunbathing Still UV rays. Yeah. It's just like you've brought the sun down to you. <laughs> and it's closer. That's it it yep. has less time to travel, which is why yep. you only have to be the in there for like The rays don't even have to minutes. be as strong. Yes. Like the wavelengths, you know. Yep. It's, yeah. It's still UV rays. I did want to mention, because I think it's so funny with the tanning beds. Yeah. There's, where I am, mm-hmm. there is literally like one main spa. And they have this spa. <laughs> And they, they actually have, like, a pretty good, um, like, a skincare department there. Okay. Literally in the same shopping center right next to, I mean, literally <laughs> right next to one another. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, some sort, it's, uh, it's not, like, one of the more popular names. It's an independent place. Sure, sure. Uh, a tanning club. Literally right next door. And I think it's so funny because the spa and salon itself, they offer like spray tan uh-huh. and obviously aesthetic <laughs> services and peels and all that stuff. And yeah. right next door is a tanning You can go place. get a tanning bed yeah. tan. Yeah. I, which I think, to me it's funny. I'm like, really? Yeah. But also it's kind of good because you have that like captive audience because yep. now they've messed it up. <laughs> And now they need to come to you That's for some help. That's what I was going to say. It's like job security yeah. for all the skincare yeah. workers. Yeah. Because those people are going to be coming in eventually and being oh, like, yeah. oh, I have all these sunspots. Right. And my skin is dark yeah. and it's it's tough. Right. Can you do anything? And no, you can't. You can keep you it You can at help bay. it. Yeah, but you're not going to cure but you're it. not, yeah. The damage is done at that point. Um, do you know, are tanning beds both UVA and B? It would have to be, right? I'll be honest. I don't know. So I didn't look that part up. I, it has to be bees because I burn in it. Yeah. So there's definitely UV bees in there. I mean, that's um, the one that gives you the immediate. So I I mean, there's definitely UVB for sure because that's, again, that immediate. That's the whole purpose. Instant gratification yeah. of 
<laughs> hey, you've changed your skin. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> um, and then the last myth that I have down is, and we we kind of already discussed it, so we'll just kind of glaze over it, is the um, dark skin doesn't need sunscreens and that you're okay in the mm-hmm. sun. Again, most fatalities of skin cancers are in people with darker skin yep. because you can't see the damage being done. So if anything, darker skin needs to be more vigilant yep. with your skincare in terms of sun exposure. Um, pale peeps like me and Aaron, we just, it shows We're up so quickly it. that we see it By instantly. the end of the day. You're yeah. not even inside <laughs> in some cases yet for yeah. the day before <laughs> it's already happening. Yeah. Um. So I fibbed. One other thing that I did want to mention to people is, um, so when I was in school, even though I'm a skin or a body therapist, um, and I know you know these two as a, as a skin therapist, is we were always taught the ABCs mm-hmm. of... Um, ABCDEs of skin cancer and melanoma. Yeah, yep. and like skin irregularities. Yep. Um, I didn't know E. I know up to, to D. So it's asymmetry. Do you know what? It is just ABCD. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I thought maybe I forgot one. It's um asymmetry, borders. What's C? Your color. Color. Oh, do you know what it is E? Is there an E? I knew there was an E. Wait, D is diameter. Mm-hmm. And what's Evolving. E? Evolving. So changes. Okay. Okay, that makes sense. But to me, I'm like, they're always going to change. Yeah, but that's but, literally what I mean, you're looking your, for. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so definitely, if you have, like, wonky spots, this is going to be my PSA mm-hmm. minute. If you have a wonky spot show up, don't panic immediately. Because, like, freckles, yep. you definitely freckle from the sun, which yep. isn't great, but it's not cancerous. And some people have <clears> moles. <throat> and it's actually, yeah. a lot of people just develop them, but... But they're if benign. If things are happening. Yes, that's what you want to look out for. If there is anything changing mm-hmm. about a mole that you do have, get it checked. It's super inconvenient right now, especially with COVID times, and everybody is still two and a half years trying to uh, get caught up with everything. Yep. Like, I did schedule a derm-, derm appointment, and they couldn't get me in for like four or five months. Yep. Book that appointment get it if things go away by the time that appointment comes up cool you kind of have nothing to worry about you should probably still talk to somebody about it but it's obviously not still go but yes but maybe not worry quite as much if it's disappeared on you um and then the other thing that i wanted to mention um i'm not going to do like pop culture of tanning because you can look on the red carpet and see who is partaking in tanning and all of that stuff but with it being graduation time as well, mm-hmm. Baz Luhrmann, who is a director, he's an Australian director, um, if you've seen Moulin Rouge, uh, the Leo DiCaprio and Claire Danes version of Romeo and Juliet, which is still one of my favorite movies. Great Gatsby. Great Gatsby. Did he do The Great Gatsby? Yeah. That makes sense now with the, yep. with with the, the showiness and of the it. Style. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he has a very specific style. Um, he also recorded a song. And every summer they I play it. I remember that song. And it's called oh my Remember gosh. Your Sunscreen. Yeah. And it's like all this just basically life advice. But the biggest one that he, that the they keep mentioning over the, the that wasn't song, even like a song song, but it was like a, a jam word. though. It was good. Yeah. They played yeah. around graduation yeah. time as like life advice for people. Yeah. And he's it the the running thing of it is remember your sunscreen, peeps. Mm-hmm. If we had uh. Uh, the ability to play it, I would mm-hmm. play it, but uh, and I don't even know like the actual title of yeah. it. But just look up Baz Luhrmann sunscreen, yeah, song, spoken word, whichever yeah. one you want. I think it's probably just called like "Remember Your Sunscreen." Um, that's a little fun pop culture one that I like to include, uh, just because it's it's good called wear sunscreen. No, everybody's free to wear sunscreen. Everybody's wear free to wear sunscreen. Mm-hmm. So look it up. It's fun. It is a banger. Yeah. Even though it's like a spoken word. It has a cool little vibe behind it and stuff. Um, But yeah, going out. Notes. Remember your sunscreen. Mm -hmm. Take care of your skin. It's really, really important. If you're not tan, you're not meant to be tan. Mm -hmm. 
moisturize. Yep. Skin. <laughs> yep. <laughs> On that note, I'm all finished. <laughs> that was good. Thank that you. That was good. Thank yep. you. <laughs> Perfect timing, too, for for summer. Yeah, yeah. I figured it was the most appropriate time to bring, to do the other yeah. half of the skin lightening. I've heard, like... like the, the most frustrating part about tanning is, mm-hmm. like, people are stuck in their beliefs of it. Like, you cannot... And I'm sure you you told me. You deal with it as a provider. Mm-hmm. People don't care that you're going to tell nope. them, put sunscreen on, don't go directly out into the sun. Like, all of the things that you shouldn't be doing. And they're like, mm, but I'm also going to, like... I don't know, the Caribbean. They will come to you (laughs) in September Mm -hmm. and October wanting you. You only see them, you know, a couple times a year, Mm -hmm. usually seasonally. Yep. uh, Wanting to help them recover from what they did to themselves over the summer. Yep. You get them really taken care of over the winter because maybe they're even regular then. Yes. And then they're the people that kind of go away for the whole summer. They go out, and the they destroy goes. it, and they come back again, and yep. they want you to fix it. One day you can't. Yeah. One day you won't yep. be able to do anything to help anymore. Yeah. So again, once the damage is done, it. it's done, man. Yep. You don't come back from it. Yep. So take care of it. On that note, we're about to go and uh, <laughs> sit outside on a patio <laughs> and uh, hang out for a little while. I might have to snag some of that SPF yeah. from you <laughs> after we just did like an hour's right. worth of that conversation. Right, like stand of sun. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Nope. Um, so on that note, guys. Yeah. I'm Haley. I'm Erin. And this was Am I Pretty Now podcast. Until next time. Stay, stay spooky. spooky. Ooh. Am I Pretty Now is hosted by Haley Eshelman and Aaron Healy. Our theme music was composed by Jason Mundock. The show is recorded at the So Good Media Studio at the Candy Factory, a co-working and social club in Lancaster, PA. Schedule a tour at coworkinginlancaster.com. Keep up with Haley and Aaron and all things Am I Pretty Now on Instagram at Pod.